It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Yes, it's a Monday. The dreaded Monday is back upon us and the 29th day of August for 2022, just three more days and we're into September and then of course knocking on the back door will be October and then Christmas will be here before we know it. Stop it, I know. It's way too early to be talking about Christmas. At least getting up at this time of the morning if you're out of the bed nice and early this morning, the temperatures over the weekend have been good so it is a little bit easier getting out of that bed and I hope your weekend was a good one. Coming up this morning, now we're going to be talking with Nicola Powell. She is is the Chief of Research and Economics from Domain, and we're going to be finding out about an analysis report of almost three decades of Australia's combined capital house price cycle. So it's all about the price cycles. We'll be having a look at the downturns over that period of time, and we'll also be looking at the upswings in the Australian property market, which varied in terms of size and duration. So that is all coming up with Nicola very shortly. If you're celebrating your birthday on this Monday morning for the 29th day of August, happy birthday and a bit of a black day on the calendar in the US. If you go all the way back to 2005, Hurricane Katrina made its second and third landfall as a Category 3 hurricane, devastating much of the US Gulf Coast and if you're wondering how many people were killed, over 1,800 lives were lost and it caused over $115 billion in damages and that happened on this day back in 2005. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between, every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And checking on your weather around Australia. First, we go to Sydney expecting a mainly cloudy day, but it should be dry. 21 is your forecast high. A few showers in Melbourne today, but the temperature's okay, 18 degrees. 23 is the forecast high in Brisbane with a bit of cloud around, but mainly dry. And in Perth today, also partly cloudy, but a dry day and your high of 18 degrees. It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia, seven days a week. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. Well, we often hear about previous property price cycles, but can we really benefit from them? Do they hold the magic sauce, I guess, for us to be more wiser and be more astute when it comes to making a financial property decision. If information is power, then surely this information is gold. Well, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So let's welcome in Nicola Powell. She is the Chief of Research and Economics from Domain to find out a little bit more about this. And a very good morning and welcome back, Nicola. Uh, Good morning, Craig. Look, thanks for having me back. Thrilled to be on. 
Now, you did this analysis of almost three decades of Australia's combined capital house price cycles. How challenging was that to put that together? Look, I think it's always challenging when you're picking apart data. Um, You know, this is based upon our combined capital city house prices. It's a stratified median price. We didn't just stop at our combined capitals. We did dive into some of those uh, big cities as well. So Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. And look, it was, um, you know, a really good piece of analysis for us to dive into. And I think particularly uh, well-timed given the current downturn that's unravelling across Australia. Yes, unravelling across Australia. And as I said, you know, if information is power, then this really should translate into a bit of gold for people this morning. So I guess first off, what did it reveal to you? Look, it absolutely is gold because, you know, I feel that we seem to have this view that Australian house prices go through these wild boom and bust phases What this analysis did is actually prove that that's not the case. While there are some areas in Australia that really, when their economies are based on one single thing, such as a mining town, they do tend to see these wild boom and bust phases. But what we learn by doing this analysis is we tend to see periods of gains of house pricing and quite often they're surging. And then it's followed by a slight decline and sometimes even flatlined pricing. So, Nicola, research and looking at the data in the numbers, it's always interesting to break this down. Not all people have the time nor the patience for it, but it is a vital ingredient to be successful. And your report throws up this question, it's not timing the market that is important, it is the time spent in the market that really counts. So our analysis really did support evidence for this argument. And what it really does showcase is you need to step back and look at property as a longer term investment. If you do that, you're really kind of viewing property as an asset that is that longer term investment. It's really hard to pick a trough. It's really hard to pick a peak. Um, And when you take that step back, timing becomes much less important and picking that peak and picking that trough becomes much less important in your decision making. Yeah, and what's interesting is that all downturns over the past three decades have had an annual decline that peaked at less than 10%. That's absolutely right. And when you have a look at how many times house prices across our combined capital cities have seen an annual rate of decline, it's only occurred four times since the early 90s. So it occurred during 95 to 96, 2008 to 2009, 2011 to 2012, 2018 to 2019. And as you said, they all peaked at their annual rate of decline at less than 10%. And when you do that comparison to the upswing, we saw during all of those upswings, the peak rate of annual increase was above 10%. Yeah, so sticking with the upswings, looking at the eight upswings in your report, they have varied in terms of size and duration. The shortest was interrupted by Australia's onset of the pandemic in March of 2020, and at that point had only lasted one year. 
That's right. And I think that was really evident across, you know, analysing uh, the eight price cycles that we've seen across our combined capital since the early uh, 90s. You know, they do vary in lengths. Um, no price cycle is the same. They vary in lengths and duration. But when you have a look at the average, you know, we're seeing that that average upswing across those eight upswings is 33% growth from their point of trough to peak. And they spanned 11 consecutive quarters quarters of growth. So that's uh, two years and three quarters. So, you know, they did vary. We saw some very short ones. When you have a look at the longest, it spanned just over four and a half years from 1995 to mid 2000. And what we saw during that period of time from trough to peak, we saw house prices rise by a whopping 44%. And the last significant downturn was during 2017 to 2019 when the combined capital house price fell by 7.9% from price peak to the trough. That is correct. And look, I think that 2017-19 downturn is really fresh in all of our memories. And, you know, when you have a look across the different cities, we did see a more significant fall coming out of Sydney and Melbourne. So during that downturn, we saw Sydney house prices fall by 13.9% and we saw Melbourne house prices fall by 10%. And when you have a look across the declines in house price cycles over the last 30 years, one of the other things that this analysis revealed is that we are seeing the steepness, so the depth of that fall has become more significant as time has gone on. And that 2017 to 19 downturn um, has been the steepest that we've seen to date uh, through our house price cycles. And it's always interesting for people to be aware and factor in that an upswing always trumps a downturn and the duration of an upswing tends to be longer than the subsequent downturn, right? That is absolutely correct. So over those eight price cycles across our combined capital cities, Um, the length of an upswing tends to be longer than the downturn. We see a greater increase in price relative to the subsequent decline that follows. So historically, what that means is downturns have been shorter and less severe compared to the preceding upswing. And although interest rates are on the minds of everybody at the moment and uh, critically important, they are not the only factor influencing housing prices. That is absolutely correct. And I think, you know, interest rates are really a hot topic at the moment. They are on all of our minds. And I think coupled with strong levels of inflation, you know, we are seeing us all kind of tighten our belts. You know, we are looking at how much we spend. It has damaged our borrowing capacity. But I think, you know, this is about thinking about the big picture when it comes to property, that interest rates are not the sole factor driving and influencing housing prices. There are many other factors that influence it, things like tax settings, banking regulation. And, you know, that's a great example because the last downturn, you know, was really constructed. It was a structural downturn as a result of APRA changing lending uh, conditions. Other things that influence house pricing is population and income growth, but also the responsiveness of new housing to supply to the growing demand. All of these things together influence property prices. It's not just solely interest rates. And just finally, Nicola, how important are historical perspectives in providing some insightful lessons? Look, I think what this analysis does is 
puts a little bit of perspective onto the current scenario in our housing market. I think, you know, particularly when, you know, you're a homeowner and there are conversations and, and models out there predicting significant falls in property prices. I think what we can do is learn while all price cycles are different, we can learn from history and we've never seen prices pull back significantly in our Australian um, house price cycles. To see housing prices pull back to what they were pre-pandemic, we would need to see them fall by a further 25%. We have never seen that occur across our you know, 30 years of price series. And I think it's also really important to remember that the ups and downs of a property cycle are really reflective of a healthy property market. It's just like the expansion and contraction of the economy. And I think you know what we can do is learn from the past 30 years years of price cycles. And what that does is it really allows us to, you know, tell ourselves to focus on that big picture and not get distracted by trying to pick a price peak for selling and a price trough for purchasing. I think if we step back uh, and we look at that uh, bigger picture, it really uh, allows us to focus on not timing the market, but time spent in the market that counts. All right, well, a lot of great information coming through there over the last 30 years. Nicola, always a pleasure, and thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. Thanks for having me, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 